Hey there, guys and gals. This is Patrick from the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. You know how much we love talking about the silliest stuff we can, but there's something else worth talking about. Suicide doesn't end the chances of life getting worse. It eliminates the possibility of it ever getting any better. So please, never, never, never give up. If you're thinking about ending your life, call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. It's so common in our society to hate our neighbors without any reason. Trust me when I tell you, there's lots of people who love you with and without reason. If you're looking for a reason not to kill yourself, this is it. Again, that number, 1-800-273-8255. I say, good day. Now we're recording? Yes. Sound and all? Yeah, it's all working. It's there. Good day, ma'ams and sirs. And of course, welcome to another episodic adventure on the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. As sure as the dog drags his ass to scratch an itch, Tom's going to spend an hour or so dealing with Patrick's shit. As sure as the dirty Sanchez can make you gag, we're back here today to make you laugh. As sure as Gorilla Glue makes terrible hair cream, we hope this podcast finds the Number Niners living their dreams. As sure as neither of us has ever circumvented a meal, Tom's mouth rings will change the way his dentist will feel. The doc's aghast as he discovers the dark ring on the roof and wonders how a suck job like that didn't even leave a ding in the tooth. He has an epiphany about Tom's gut locker and thinks to himself, Dip Dizzy Whizzle's giant fingers must really be giving him hell. But enough about how Tommy's hole is about to give him his two cheeks notice. We're about to get ready. Let's fucking go, bitch. Tommy Bahami, the number niners have a question, and I can't wait. Those stylish new curtains. Do they match the drapes? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That was a good one. That was a good one. I had something else to say, and then you caught me off guard with that. Was it about your trimmed pubes? No, no, it wasn't about a fuck. It was going to be funny, too. <laughs> it was a fucking riot. It played <laughs> out with <laughs> Oh, man, all right. Where was it? I don't even remember. I had it up there. I stood up in the middle of you reading it and got it. Oh, and I was expecting you to look, and you never looked. Why so. would you not have taken, taken your opportunity? Because I wouldn't do that to you, Pat. Just like you wouldn't do it to me. One, I absolutely would do that to you. Two, you absolutely would do that to me. I've never, I would never inflict pain on you, Pat. That's not fair. Is it because it's not fair, or is it because fear of retribution? A little bit of both. Fair. Okay. So what's up, man? Not much, man. How was your day? Day was eh, whatever. Who cares? We're here now. That's what matters. All right. Hey, where's Erica? She's uh she's actually getting her hair did. Okay. The curtains do not match the drapes. All right. Is she getting gorilla glue done? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, I mean, never really dude, up with the current fashions. See, did you send that in? What's that? The fact somebody sent it in to us. That girl that got the Gorilla Glue thing done? Made over $20,000 on a fucking... Uh, GoFundMe to have her fucking scalp surgically fixed? Yeah, at least she's donating the money. She yeah. says, I mean... That's a good point. I would say that too, and then I would put half in my pocket at least. Yeah, like, hey, I donated half. That was still very kind of me. Well, because I guess somebody came out and said that they would uh, do the surgery for free for her. Oh, see, she's paying it forward, man. Yeah, something like that. Fucking... I want to know the dumb motherfuckers that donated to her. Right? You know, like... Yeah, is that out of sympathy or so that you can go to work and be like, yeah, I donated the GoFundMe for the Gorilla Glue Girl. I would never waste my money. Like, who... Would you, you wouldn't throw two bucks just to say you did it? First off, 
GoFundMe, minimum of five bucks. What? Yeah. And that no, I am fair. I wouldn't. I would not. That's part of the problem. If I knew how to do a GoFundMe, find a GoFundMe, or fund a GoFundMe, I'd probably throw her five bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't. But anyway, Pat, we got some mail. We'll get into mail time. Is your phone on silent? Do you feel like success on GoFundMe works against you? Like, if I went to go give her $5, and I saw she had raised $5,000, i would be like, ah, fuck that. Depends on the cause, right? For that? No. For for that, yes, I think it does affect you. For a for a, a decent a realistic cause yeah like uh like what portnoy is doing for the small co- uh companies yeah, yeah, yeah barstool fund i think the more money they raise the more people want to donate to be part of that yeah be part of the the overwhelming movement yes sure that i think less people would i like if i went to that and i saw that she had raised five dollars that would be like nah i'm good like, she doesn't deserve any more money for that. That's fair. Uh, Mason said no sound voice. I yeah, hope that that's was a while old. ago. Yeah, it was old. It is. I guarantee it. I nailed the intro in two takes because I had to start halfway through because Tommy was like, bad news, Pat. We're not fucking recording. Hey, well, you know, at least... Uh, hey, Mason. It was only like 10 seconds in, I realized. That. Really, any number niner. It doesn't have to be Mason. I'm looking... At this, what do we got? Well, we got the red and blue again. Uh, it looks purple, first off. Do I look like I haven't slept in six days and I'm currently on a crack run? Like I've just been binging crack for five days? Pat, do you see that that's the way that you look? That's how it looks to me, yeah. Okay, so when you walked in here, I said, Pat, are you okay? And you said... Oh, that's a valid point. You did say that, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Carissa so- said yes. Oh, well, thanks, Carissa. Um... I don't know why. I feel great, man. Yeah, you walked in here, dude, and it looked like you had just, one, either taken a hot shower. Yeah. Uh, two, had just, I, I asked you, and by looking at you, you would never think this was possible, but I asked you if you went to the gym before you came here. Yep, you did say that. Um, and then I said, are you feeling okay? And I do. I feel great. Uh, you look like you may hold up a convenience store, Mason. <laughs> I also said when he put on the beanie, he said, you look like a wannabe ginger Marshall Matters. That's true. He did say it. No problem. Honesty. If you ask, I'll give it. Appreciate you, Carissa. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I like I got plenty of sleep. I feel great. My bed was freshly made. Uh, Emily, when she leaves Mondays after after I leave, she'll hang around. She, like, does the laundry. She does the dishes. She makes the bed. I fucking come home to a clean house Monday after work. It's wonderful. So that all happened. On Monday. What, uh, today's Wednesday. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> all day yesterday, I thought it was Wednesday. And then all day today. Or no. All day yesterday, I thought it was Monday. So I was a day behind. And then all day today, I thought it was Tuesday. Which is super inconvenient because the business that we're in is totally dependent on the day. Facts. And everything I was doing was for yesterday. I don't I see how that's myself. possible. I mean, when it pops up, it gives you what day it is. Yeah, so I had the numbers wrong, though. That's what happens. Oh, I, see. I was all fucked up. But I like I feel fine. I've been perfectly aware. I didn't make any like gigantic mistakes because of it. Mason says, I saw you two hours ago, and you look noticeably more tired. I agree. All right, let's get into this, man. Yep, come on. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail 
Where's Phobic Squirrel, bro? Uh, Phobic Squirrel has no power. Ah, He's my brother of, either. He hasn't had power in three days. I feel bad. Uh, we're recording for mail time now, but I'll tell you what happened. So I called him yesterday because uh, he was uh, he had talked to me the day before, said that they were doing the rolling blackouts. Um, he was getting power for like forty minutes or like a, like fifteen to twenty minutes at a time. Power would be off for a half hour, and then um, and it was like that throughout the day on Monday. That's a nice way to get some heat back up. Well, at least you can get heat back yeah. in the house. You know what I mean. And then he said, finally at six o'clock Monday night, power went out, never came back on. Um, I saw his wife had posted something on the book. So I called him yesterday on my way home and he's like, dude, it's total fucking bullshit. He goes, I started a fire outside to get some heat because the house is freezing. I don't have a fireplace. I live in fucking Texas. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, we did a fire outside for four hours until it got too cold to be outside. Then they went inside and realized that the house was colder than ever been, uh, heated up their dinner last night on the fire that they could eat. They don't have a grill? Yeah, I'm sure they do, but uh, I guess while the power was on Monday, uh, his wife had made a, uh, a chili. Yeah. And so they just heated that up in a pot on the fire. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, so I called him time on my way home. He was out walking the dogs, trying to get some energy out of them. Um, but he's like, yeah, we still have no power. Many people are asking us to go stay with him, but it's hard with the dogs. And his dogs, so I didn't, when I went to go see him in November, um, I didn't believe him about his dogs, right? Like, because we had said something. My mom was going to come out similar to the time I was out there. And I was like, well, because she was flying out the day, flying in the day before I was leaving. I was like, just have her stay at the house. She goes, oh, it's too much for the dogs. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, how fucking, like, I don't understand it. Yeah, lots of people have them. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, His dogs, new people, they don't like. Really? And it's not like they're not aggressive or anything. Yeah. But they bark non-stop at you like i'd be sitting on his couch he would finally get him to calm down yeah and then uh, 20 minutes would go by and they just come over and start barking at me oh, that's super fucking annoying yes dog so, barking is at the very top uh, of my list of noises so don't get me wrong they're great dogs i don't know what the fuck it and it's both of them it's not just one of them they're the same kind of dog um i don't i couldn't tell you what they are um but they're beautiful dogs good dogs just yeah. so by I was there four days, five days, or something like that, and finally, by the time I was leaving, they were used to me, and you know, like so I get what he was saying right. to go through that again with all it's fucking horrible, but anyway, so thoughts and prayers to everybody in Texas, I hope they i mean he told me it's supposed to warm up uh starting tomorrow. my um, brother is also out of power in Texas, uh and he texted like the family chat or the family text feed, I guess. And was like, no power. It's fifty five degrees. And I was just like, what the fuck? That's the summertime. Yeah, that's a nice like spring the, day, bub. That is legitimately not even light jacket weather, motherfucker. See, at my at my brother's house yesterday it was twenty eight degrees. So yeah, his, that's much colder. Yeah, his neighbor actually, because they're not used to this. Um, but Tim, luckily living here and lived in Alaska for multiple years, yeah, um, knows that when it gets cold out and you don't have heat. You drip your water. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the pipes don't freeze. Yeah. His neighbor apparently did not know this. And his Ooh, pipe burst. That's no good. Yeah. So um, he was actually helping out his neighbor. But now they're saying, like, they can't eat. Like, I don't know what my brother's situation is, but I know that some people, it's a boil water only because they're not filtering. 
into water coming in. It's it's a fucking mess down there. I assume they also don't lose power nearly as often as us. Well, so what Tim was telling me also was the uh, the Texas grid is its own grid. Sure. It's not tied into the national grid. Right. So um, that's part of the problem why they're having issues with not being able to supply power to these places. Right. Um, also, a lot they have a lot of wind energy down there, and because it got so cold, the fucking wind turbines froze. Wow. Yeah. Um, something to do with the fucking natural gas uh, energy producers. Something happened with those. So that's why they're have like they can't produce enough power to keep up like with Plan B, Plan C, and Plan D have all failed. Plan yeah. E was not really An under construction. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but he said when I talked to him tonight, he said you know neighbors within a mile of his house are starting to get power back. His boss lives within two miles of his house and has had power uh, throughout the day a couple hours each time. So hopefully he gets power soon. Uh, hopefully we see him on the next podcast. And hopefully uh, him and his wife are doing well. Uh, same thing for your brother. I mean, your brother, 55 degrees. That's fucking. Well, that was a couple of days ago. I don't know what it is now. They just got power back this afternoon. It's probably 75. Got. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my God, 75. I don't know if we can weather this storm. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, like, they're outside in their yard with full snowsuits on. I live in Connecticut. I don't have a snowsuit. Yeah, I walk out to my car in a t-shirt most days. I yeah, mean. I walked out of work today in a t-shirt because I mopped. Yeah. I was like, man, it is hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy, though. You know, like, you, your body just gets accustomed to what you're, what you're used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyway, so we got some mail. Uh, we got a few things in mail. What Mason said your brother constantly says how your dogs are crazy and uh, loud with people. Yes, they are. Well, and if, if we're playing games with them, you can hear them sometimes just go off for no reason. They have no idea what the fuck's going on. Uh, so Griff emailed in. So you guys want to be a debate team? I would vote nay, only because I enjoy when you guys are ill-prepared and say funny, dumb shit. I.e., he didn't put this in there, but I.e., there's 500 football games or whatever the fuck it is that we said. Yeah, um, and to that point, it is part of our identity to be unprepared for any type of conversation whatsoever. Yeah, so pretty he much. has a valid point. But we're always looking to broaden our horizons, so that is one piece of feedback. We are open to any pieces of feedback about the idea of debating topics uh, with uh, no emotion, just fact, flipping a coin to see who's going to take which side. Um, or we're open to not fucking doing that and coming up with more ideas. We're fine either way. Yeah, we're done talking about pretty much anything. Basically, else. just want you to be happy listening to us. Pretty much. Uh, email number two comes in from the dipster. This is quite a long one. Uh, so I think Pat's going to have to read it because okay. I'm a dumb dumb. Well, guys, I think I'm going to have to go with the... Oh, we should talk about what the uh, would you rather was. The would you rather was, would you rather walk in... To a bedroom where your parents are sharing a simultaneous climax and realize that you're stuck in the room because the door is jammed behind you, or hear your significant other tell very explicit sexual details about their sexploitations to their friend. None of these exploitations have to do with you, so that's awful. Okay, um, time out. One, I never answered this on a previous podcast. I'm going to answer it before we read this. Okay. Two, Mason said, Tim's dogs are loud, in quotes. Tom's dogs, hold my beer. <laughs> my, dog, my wife just came home and the dogs are going fucking crazy. That's great. Uh, I'm going to answer this question, Pat, after a long, careful consideration. I'm going with option two. Really? 
Yes. Do you have an explanation? Yes. Any elaboration? Because I know she can tell her friends whatever the fuck she wants. I know I'm the best my wife has ever had. Yeah, but if she's talking about the best sex she's ever had and you're not included, well, then it is what it is. Be quite the shocker for you. Is it though? I mean, maybe it was about getting shockered. You know what I mean? Um, she married me, bro. I don't give a fuck. I will say this. Unfortunately, there are facts that we cannot undo in life, and I've seen each one of my parents having sex on a plethora of occasions. Uh, just unfortunate timing on my end, I suppose. Uh, I once went upstairs. How? How? How multiple times? Well, there was a time when I went upstairs to ask my mom a question. She was uh, married to my late stepfather, and, uh, well, well, I saw my mom's naked backside because she was on top of him. That was... I mean, that lives in me, Tom. That's a scar that will never heal. That there's explains no, there's why There's no cream for that mark. That, that, that explains why you're so in love with your mother. Maybe. Um, I once went upstairs to see if my mom was going to make breakfast. And uh, when I got about halfway up the stairs, I smelled the bacon. And I started moving a little quicker. And the quicker I moved, the less likely they were going to have time to cover themselves up. When I turned the corner, my mother was naked, sitting at the kitchen table. Titties hanging out. And uh, my stepfather <laughs> turned to me, asked me if I wanted bacon, butt naked. Peter looking right at me. <laughs> You're fucking lying. That was, so I swear to God, swear to God, so motherfucker, motherfucker had the frying pan in his hand like he turned with the bacon. Swear to God. So, what kind of household was your fucking house that they're banging on the kitchen table with We've kids already established house. that my mom is amazing in the sack. We know that for a fact because she got married three times. So, the unfortunate side effect of that is I was going to say something really mean about your mom, and I would not never say that. That she got divorced three times? Yeah, that maybe she wasn't a good wife because she's been divorced three times. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> it's uh, not fair. It's, I mean, it's not right. fair. Oh, no. She, she's only been divorced twice. That's true, yeah. Russ passed away. The other one killed himself. What? That's not true at all. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. The other ones, both of them are alive and well. Kicking and screaming. Uh, Mason said, no one's frying bacon naked. I'm calling Cap Bud. Uh, first <laughs> off, there is a song. It's an amazing song called Loving You is Like Frying Bacon Naked. That's true. It's Russ an amazing it song. after being married to Patrick's mom. What happened? Russ. Yeah. Wrote it after being married to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, I mean, if we took this in the context that we're saying it, I would guess that it was pretty normal for Russ to cook breakfast naked. Uh, Russ, I'm not kidding. This, first off, this man is the most fascinating man I think I've ever met in my life. This motherfucker had cables running because it was just him. He had a two-family house. Nobody else is in the, the, the top or the bottom but him. So we move in. I have the bottom floor. They're in the top floor. And he has the TV in the living room. A cable running to the TV in the bathroom with a cable running to the TV in the bedroom with a cable running to the TV in the kitchen. So he would turn them all on, put them all on the same channel. So as he went about his business, like when he got home from work, he could, he could be watching the same show wherever he went. The dude was fucking crazy intelligent. I like it. I yeah. like that that thought. Um, what I'm concerned about now is that you lived on one floor. They lived on another floor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And somehow, still, you caught them having sex multiple times. Yeah, because I would go upstairs. Maybe you should just mind your own fucking business in your you own would part think, of the house. You would think. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I don't think that this is uh, 
their fault at all. It's no, no, this is on me. You know what's more embarrassing than having somebody walk in on you while you're pulling your pud? Walking in on them having sex when you're <laughs> fucking 15 years old. He's like, Mom, ah, oh God, Mom, why, why, why did this happen? No, Pat was like, Mom, I got to go back to my room. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking rub one Don't off. bother me. I'll be here any 15 minutes. <laughs> um, no. So I'm going number one because I've been there, done that. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen them climaxing. When my parents were divorcing, my father would bring around, like, man, he, so I guess we're going back 25 years. So he would be 40-ish. And I remember a 28-year-old girlfriend. I remember a 22-year-old girlfriend. Let's and this go. is like on the weekend when my dad, you know, has like his weekend custody and would just be like, this is my new girlfriend, Tanya. Isn't she beautiful? And I'm just like, there's no way Tanya doesn't work at the strip club. <laughs> like, like, he went through a slew of very good-looking, much, much younger women. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to, I guess, watch my parents. Uh, mutually climax. That happens. Rather than have my my heart crush and my psyche fucked up. Yeah, I'm com- I'm comfortable, so I'm good. Anyway, read uh, Dip's uh, email. So Dip Dizzy Whistle says, "Well, guys, I think we're going to have to go with the parents. As gross as that is, Tom clicked away the thing, and now I can't see it. Okay, there we go. As gross as that is, my bad. How could you ever get past knowing the details of your wife's dirty little secrets?" Well, I mean, dip, if it's any consolation, they'd all be about me. Uh, The way I see it, yes, you will be scarred for the rest of your life, but you could get past that. Trying to live up to and be better than that other guy, (laughs) deep-dicking the one you love. That's some hard to shit to get over. Anyways, personal advice, the chat on the live stream really interferes with the podcast. When Thami stops the podcast to ready the live stream, it fucks up the podcast. And like Owen Hart felt when the rope was slipping between his fingers. Oh, oh man, I skipped a whole line. I'm sorry, Deb. When Tommy, st- oh man, when Tommy stops the podcast to ready the live stream, it fucks up the podcast and makes us that only listen to the podcast feel like a redheaded stepchild. You know, like when Owen Hart felt when he when the rope was slipping between his fingers, confused and unable to get a grip on it. That's uh. <laughs> That's a precious I fucking read that yesterday, dude. And I'm t- I told Mason, this is by far the best hashtag wrong heart moment. I don't like it. <laughs> I fucking love it. It was hilarious. He goes on to say, anyways, keep electrifying us number niners. Just like three finger news. I'm sure you guys will be in for a shock soon enough. Dipster. So let's assume that has to do with a taser or a stun gun coming our way. Well, I don't think it's going to be a stun gun. I've recommended multiple times that somebody uh, send in a cattle prod. A cattle prod? You know, branding, I would get branded. No, not a a brander. Oh, no, a zapper. Yeah, Yeah, a cattle prod. I was thinking of a cattle brand. Yeah. Um, Hey, if we got a nine, I mean, I'm sure... Cattle farm have the number nine. Just go get a piece of fucking iron and we'll weld it onto a pole and we'll heat it up and we'll burn each other with a number nine. I'm down. Are you? Yeah. So here's the thing about branding because I'm down too. It gets infected as fuck. Do you know how to keep a brand? Like, you you know how to make it scar and clean nicely? No. Brillo pad. Not kidding. You clean it daily with a Brillo pad. Never mind. Well, you you got to get the shit out of it. Mason said, yo, dip with the hashtag wrong heart. Amazing. Fuck you. Fuck both of you. Fuck y'all. Uh, 
Dip, I only have, and Dip, we've been on pretty good terms, so I'm not going to say anything mean. I just want to say, if you want to catch the stuff in the live stream, come on and watch it. Every uh, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m., mostly every Sunday at 10.30 a.m., except for this coming Sunday, we will be live at 5 p.m. I get how frustrating it must be to, like, us to do a callback to something that happened when we weren't recording the podcast. We were just recording the live stream. It's got to be fucking annoying. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Erica wrote, ha ha, when I worked in the adult with disabilities, I knocked on a guy's apartment door and let myself in with a key. It was a studio. His girlfriend was like, oh, we were just having a little sex. I was so embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Mason said, I'm pretty sure Marilyn Manson can recommend a good cattle prod. Oof, Mason, unfortunately, I... Oh, dude, I think Marilyn Manson just got into a bunch of trouble for torturing some woman that he's been with. Nice. Can you yeah, read so, that? Uh, yeah. Cool. It's very small. Yeah, I don't know why it came... I thought I did the same... I don't know. I Aunt? fucked up. The same size as the other one, and I... Clearly, I did not. All right. It helps a lot that it's also, like, rainbow-toned. I'll uh, I'll get through this. What are you doing? Are you? We're just going to wait for Tom to... All right, that's worse. Significantly. Okay, and Tom has fixed it. From Carissa. Hey, guys. This This week's question was fairly simple for me. I'm confident that hearing Mason tell explicit details with other people way less traumatizing than being in a room with my parents climaxing. I know that Mason has had previous partners, and that's fine. Hell, even if it was him telling me myself, not someone else, I think it'd be easier to deal with. Now, he might see it differently, being the one that would be doing the describing, but I feel like we're pretty much open with talking about whatever, so why not? Anyways, thanks for the entertainment. Also, Thom. If you just take the dang staple, you don't have to be scared or jumpy throughout the whole episode. Although that is enjoyable. Your loyal number niner, Carissa. So I'm a little, uh, oh boy. I'm a little confused by that a little bit. Which part? The fact that I would still, even if I stapled myself, Carissa, I would still be jumpy. Because I wouldn't want to get it again. Do you know that the CIA interrogation tactics revolve around stapling people no that would have been funny the fear of what's coming next yeah it's not the torture it's not the pain it's that was tolerable what i just went through i don't know if i'll be able to handle what's next that's why they threaten your family and they threaten your loved ones because it's not what's actually happening it's the potential of what could happen your fear of the stapler is because you don't know how painful it will be once you've experienced it, you'll go, I think I came a little. No, it probably won't be that good. But you'll go, that really isn't that bad. I definitely come when it happens. That's disgusting. It's an easy way to get an orgasm. Uh, this comes in from Blue Justice. Now, let me ask you, Blue Thunder. Knowing Blue that, awful. Knowing that we fucking forgot how you wanted to be addressed, and we ended up calling you the Blue Ranger last time, you signed this email just blue? If it makes you feel better, Pat, he didn't even fucking sign it. I put in blue because that's where the email came from. Oh, uh, okay. Blue balls? Blue something. Blue justice? Blue waffle? I don't know. It's a fucking blue. He's blue justice. 
Is he? Yes. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, he's Blue Waffle. And when we didn't get his name last time, I got a phone call, and he blew his lid. Let me tell you. He's, he's not happy. He blew his lid? I mean, maybe. As far as I'm concerned, until I get an email from this quote-unquote Blue Justice. You just said you did get an email from him. I got an email from a guy named Blue. Oh, there you go. This is Blue Waffle. Blue Thunder. So he set up a secret email like I told him to. I have no idea. If it, I, I don't know who it is. Well, he obviously did. His name emailed. is Blue. I get what you're saying, but he obviously did if he emailed in. But maybe he made his name a, Blue instead of Blue Justice. Maybe this is a, a prankster knowing that this guy that hasn't written in yet and just wrote because we couldn't get the name right and wrote in under Blue. I don't fucking know. I imagine if somebody wanted to prank us, they would have put something. We will credit this one to this Blue quote Justice. unquote Blue Justice. But until I get an email from a guy named Blue Justice, I'm going to call him Blue Waffle. I wonder what shade of blue he wants to be. Like, is he light blue? Is he dark blue? Is I would say probably blue? light blue. Is he like baby blue? Is he like a turquoise? Turquoise is more green, ain't it? I don't know. Aqua? Aqua. Oh, I had my bedroom at one point as a child was jasmine blue. It looked like one of the colors out of Aladdin. If this is the first time somebody's listening to this show, yeah, they're going to think we're super baked. Because we cannot stay on topic tonight to save our fucking lives. Yeah, we really blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Blue Justice says, either either one doesn't matter to me. If I have to choose, I guess I will choose my ex talking about the best sexual experience that I never gave her. (laughs) It goes with my old saying, I love the opportunity to disappoint you. That's that's a pretty deep saying. I, that's almost prophetic. He also appreciated the opportunity to give you that blue waffle. This one comes in from M. I figured out the M, right? Remember at first you didn't know who this was? You know who it is, right? I knew who it was at first. Okay. Well, this guy has a signature set up in his email. Yeah, no, he M. writes, we know who he is, he writes M so that we don't say his fucking name on the show. Yeah, I got it. But oh. I think that's the signature set up in his email. That's because, beautiful. Because I could not highlight that part of the email. That's awesome. To put it in. So I think that's how he signs off his emails. Uh, so here's how I know that you're correct. Because he said, how did you address me on the show? And I said, as M, because that's how you sign it. And he said, that's fucking awesome. That's also how I send my work emails. Nice. So you are 100% correct on that. Nice. So M says, I suppose I'd have to go with my significant other explaining their most satisfying sexual experience and pray to God it was with another woman. First one is just too gross. Nobody thought of that. Nobody thought like, well, maybe it's what weird. if it was a lesbian experience? I just want to throw this out there. He wrote AMD. AMD is a processor. It's actually what I use on my computer. Okay, well, he meant A-N-D. I know what he meant. Just shed some light on the situation. Uh, number six. Now, this one... This is so well signed. I don't get it. Right? Really? I think maybe it's a heart. I uh, Number you... three? Uh, I don't understand why Mason would put hashtag three. Because we're on the show... And he's like a sidekick. He's number three. 
Eh, kind of. I mean... No, that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's... That's, that's the best awesome. signature we've had on the show. You told him to do that. I swear you? to God I didn't. I laughed hysterically when I saw it. Yeah, I guess. Mason, number three, said, Good evening, gentlemen. It is... It has been brought to my attention that I have yet to email any of my answers for any of the would you rathers. That being said, I would rather overhear my wife talking about past experiences. Cars have rearview mirrors. Life doesn't. Oh, cars have rearview mirrors. Life doesn't have to. So I don't care about any of her past sexcapades. Mason and Carissa line up, proving why they make such a happy married couple with such a sweet little beautiful baby. Uh, they're open communicators. This coming in from Decker. I'm going with two. That's already how it plays out in my head anyways. <laughs> fucking people. Yeah, fucking Decker. I love it. <coughs> I'm dying. All right. Well, that's it for mail time, man. I appreciate everybody mailing into the show, even if you don't listen. Uh, I appreciate you listening and answering past text messages email to the actual email. Tom, when you texted me and said you had a grind my gears and you wanted to do it, I immediately went, he's going to talk about how people email into the show that don't listen to the show. That's going to be a grind my gears. No, I mean, that that does grind my gears, but that's not, I mean, I've talked, I talk about that every episode. Oh, I know. That's why I thought that's what it was. Why would that be the grind my gears? That's a talking point in your outline. I don't know. You say, Tom talks about his problem with me having my friends email into the show and not making them listen to that the show. That has literally never been a talking point. Well, it should be. I create the outline myself. I've never done that. All right. Well, you should start making that. Fair. All right. Anything you want to add to mail time? Make sure you guys are, uh, for Sunday's show, keep answering the uh, question if you haven't already. And uh, it's clearly going one way. I do have a question for you. Yes, sir. I don't know how easy this would be. I think it would be very easy. Of course you do, because you don't produce anything with the show. That is correct. So as the tech guy, I listen to a wrestling podcast. And when somebody has to cough or sneeze or fart or, like, you know, I don't know, slurp soup, they have a mute button by their microphone so they can mute their mic, which would be super convenient for hitting the vape. Can we put mute buttons on our mics? I mean, you have the whole fucking, like, mouse next to you. Can I have a mute button? Uh, or is there like a power switch somewhere on this bitch? We, no, there is not. Um, Could we, I unplug it no, every time? No, okay, okay. no, no, no. Let's try it. Let's no, just, no. If you unplug that, Pat, we're gonna. It's just gonna one fuck. Time. It. Nope, it's gonna fuck up the whole show. Right. Um, I would. I'll look into that, Pat. The problem is that we use a program. Yeah. Um, we use a program for the mics. So, well, so those is, two people are on separate computers. I should mention that. Yeah. So they can mute their... It's like right, Discord, right? Like, I could give you uh, stream elements or something like that. Or not stream elements, but, like, uh, my... my uh, The fucking thing there, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 stream Deck. I can give you my Stream Deck, and you yeah. would be able to mute and unmute your mic, but the problem is you can't do that because... Yeah, it's... We know what it's called, Mason. Thanks. Um, Mason says it's called a cough button. I'm pretty sure you can get an attachment as an add-on cough button. Again, they're also most likely not in the same room. Correct. They're at two different computers, generally speaking, two different states. Yes. So the reason why that works also is because if you cough, even though your mic will be muted... Yours will pick it up. Mine's going to pick it up. But it'll be so faded. And if I... It's not going to be so faded because we recorded a whole episode one time off of one of our mics. One of them I forgot to unmute. 
Yeah, you make some technical errors from time to time that are Pat, I want hilarious. you to understand something, and this should be known throughout anybody listening to the show. I have not taken a single class, a single anything, learning how to do this. I've taught myself. So I am going to make some mistakes. I want the to point important out, thing is that the podcast is always out on time. To enforce your point, I am very proud of how much work you've put in, and I agree, you have no class. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I agree. Says the guy wearing a fucking beanie wanting to be like, I'm in a no class. Says the guy looking like an overweight Goldberg. What's the problem with that? Goldberg's a sexy fucking man. Little Tom head. Berg. Well, don't call me that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, ma'ams and sirs. Have you ever found yourself dropping a hot steamer on the shitter potty? Wondering where you can find content, exclusive merch, extra sex stories involving grotesque, overweight, hairy fat guys, and videos that are more helpful than the instructional pamphlet that came with your new Swedish penis enlarger that you can never find the time to use because the dog won't shut the fuck up, the kids don't respect boundaries, and your wife is always cleaning out your best hiding spots? Well, Three Finger News, news that's sure to shock you, just did an entire article letting us know that you can find our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and pretty much anywhere else podcasts are available. Don't forget to check out our live stream of the podcast on YouTube at 10.30 a.m. on Sundays and 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. If that's not enough and you're in for more streaming, you can also check out our gaming live streams on Twitch and YouTube. Follow and subscribe to Number 9 with Tommy Podcast. Check out our Facebook page and Instagram page at Number 9 with Tommy Podcast until your mom makes you block us because it turns out that she was fingernails and she was upset about the podcast, so she sent us packing. Speaking of packing, you can have merch from our show packed and shipped right to your door from Number9Podcast.com. And don't forget to sign up to our weekly newsletter and subscribe at each of these sites. The Number Niners are always welcome to drop us a line at the Number9Podcast.com the number nine podcast at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at number nine pod too. We even hired piss girl to sort through that shit to decide which ones we're going to air. I say good day. All right, Pat, we're going to talk about this article that came out today from Oregon. Uh, yeah. So this was, uh, on the daily wire. Um, so, uh, it's an article written by Chrissy Clark. So the headline is Oregon Department of Education asking students to show their work in math class is a form of white supremacy. Uh, in an email sent out by the Oregon Department of Education, teachers were encouraged to enroll in a course called A Pathway to Equitable Math Instruction. The course came with an 82-page instructional guide that lists the ways in which white supremacy is perpetuated in the math class. I will read some quotes uh, about this. White supremacy. Culture infiltrates math classrooms in everyday teacher actions, coupled with the beliefs that underlie these actions. They perpetuate educational harm on black, Latino, and multilingual students, denying them full access to the world of mathematics. The guide offers a year-long framework for deconstructing racism in mathematics, calling for visibilizing the toxic characteristics of white supremacy culture with respect to math. Um, the guide claims that students uh, it asks uh, students showing their work is a crutch for teachers to understand what the students are thinking. 
Uh, it's considered to be white supremacy because it allegedly reinforces paternalism and worship of the written word. Worship of the written word is an alleged foundation of white supremacy culture, which reinforces documentation and writing skills. Math classes that focus on helping students get the right answer are also a form of perpetuating white supremacy. The guide claims that calling answers right and wrong perpetuates objectivity, which is considered a tenet of white culture. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false, and teaching is even much less so. The guide reads, upholding the idea that there is always a right and wrong answer perpetuates objectivity. Just, I'd like to take a brief moment to explain what this is saying, is that if you say 2 plus 2 equals 4, you're racist. Moving on. (laughs) Tracking students is considered problematic as well. The guide considers tracking students a form of paternalism and power hoarding, as it is based on the idea that adults know what is right for students. Adults knowing what's right for children. Absurd. And racist, let's be fair. Not using... Now, now... Pat, before we go any further, yeah, they're saying that there's always a right... There's not always a right and a wrong answer. No, no, they're not saying there's not always a right and wrong answer. But they're saying saying if you believe that there's a right and wrong answer, you're racist. Okay, so... Pay attention, (laughs) you fucking Nazi. If two plus two isn't four, what is it? I can't answer that, Tom. That would make me a racist. Don't try to trap me, you fucking... You fucking bigot. God damn it, Tom. Keep going, man. Crazy motherfucker. Pat, I'm not going to lie to you. When you started this out, man, I really thought you were going to take a different route with this. No, no, I said it goes both ways. It really does. I wasn't being funny. This makes the argument has some validity in this next piece. Now, it also has a negative backswing. So here we go. Not using culturally relevant, I'm going to say it's pedagogy. Pedagogy? Pedagogy? I'm going to say pedagogy. It says epiphany. It doesn't say epiphany. (laughs) Not using culturally relevant pedagogy in word problems is considered a form of white supremacy, too. Now, this is where I hit the Google machine, because I went, what the fuck is a pedagogy? So, the answer is, it's a method and practice of teaching, especially as an academic subject or theoretical concept. So, they're saying not using uh, culturally relevant styles in word problems is considered a form of white supremacy, too. I agree that if all of their word problems are very, we'll say, um, white America. Yeah, like white that, bases. Yeah, that that's like, a legitimate fucking argument. Like Billy and Sue, it should say, uh, and forgive me for using these names, but, but let's call stereotypical Let's call Black spade a spade. Or um, Latino names. Yeah. Juan and Maria. Yeah. Or uh, Shaniqua and Tyrone. Sure. Because as a child, always seeing these very lace curtain, crackerjack names could be um, somewhere in the back of their minds um, deflating. Now, mind you, I get what you're saying. I, I, I agree with that. Right, that depending on your culture, you use certain names like Juan, yeah, um, or uh, Muhammad, yeah. You know what I mean? Very common names in other cultures, yeah. Um, so I can see your point on that, absolutely. Uh, I will say this: I know a black man. His name is Harold. 
I always thought Harold was a white man's name. You sure. Know what I mean? Sure. So, so to that point, you're saying even though if we were talking about Harold, who is a black man, we couldn't use his name because it's not a black enough name for math. Yes. I I understand your point. Or maybe just diversify a little bit. Maybe say Maria, and instead of saying Juan, you say Muhammad. Sure. Diversify the word problems. Even if they said textbook manufacturers. When you're making math curriculum, we expect 25% white names, 25% black names, 25% Latino names, and 25% other ethnicities. I have a solve for this. What's that? Student A, student B. You don't have to use people's fucking name. Those letters are probably the most racist thing that you have ever fucking said on the show. A and B, really? What's wrong with fucking G, Tom? What's wrong with Z? You get it, You piece of shit. Another example. My uncle's name is Joseph. He's black. Is that not a black enough name for you? I don't think that name would work in the context that they're referring to now. Now, according to this guide, it would be good practice to tell students to use Ankara fabric to teach mathematical concepts such as tessellations, fractions, area, percentage, etc. I went back to the Google machine, Tom, because I don't know what Ankara fabric is. But I do now. Ankara fabric. First off, Ankara is the capital of Turkey. Coincidentally, has nothing to do with Turkish culture. Ankara fabric is, you know, like the Turkish uh, fabric, the very colorful, we'll say traditional African um, like dresses that women wear. Okay, that's Ankara fabric. So what they're saying is if a kid is learning area and you give him cloth, give him Ankara fabric because. That's not something that we find in a math classroom. And again, I don't disagree that that's a good idea. What I would have a problem with is if we said, okay, so now we're just going to have like all Ankara fabric and we don't include anything else. I don't think that going uh, zero inclusivity because everything is African fabric is the right way to do it. But if you said, you know, we have to have a mixture of fabrics, sure. Again, I don't have a fucking... I think that's a great idea. And as a kid, I bet you would fucking love it. Uh, Hold on. Mason said, two plus two can equal four as long as you don't ask me to show my work. Valid point. Erica said, if they use the name Joey, they might be confused and think they're talking about a baby kangaroo. Erica, with a fucking brilliant point, you really have to be culturally sensitive about that kind of stuff. That's very true. I don't get it. A Joey is a baby kangaroo, bro. I did not know that. Well, those kids aren't going to know that either. They don't know. Okay, first off, I knew that a Joey was a baby (laughs) kangaroo when I was a kid. I want to point that out. Uh, So certain grading practices are also a form of white supremacy, specifically participation grades. According to the organization Grading for Equity, which parrots the idea that grading practices reinforce inequality, grading any form of behavior that leads to inaccurate, confusing, and even misleading grading. Not using... Oh, nope. Dude, we are about to raise the dumbest generation ever. Well, again, I really truly believe that some of this makes sense. I'm not disagreeing with you. I get what you're saying. Like As soon as you said the name thing, I totally understood what you're saying. 
But, but saying that they not don't showing your fucking work. Yeah. How did you get to the fucking answer? And the fact that it says, I'm going to go backwards. And the fact that it says, uh, da, 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 da. it was at the end of a paragraph. Here we go. Worship of the written word is an alleged foundation of white supremacy culture, which reinforces documentation and writing skills. So you want documentation and writing skills to come out of just math? Like if you're in English class, it's not racist to document or write. But if you're in math class, it's racist. It's a hate crime. Yes. It makes... That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm ignorant. I I welcome anyone who can make sense of this, who can truly make me understand it. I am so open to hearing why this isn't literally just the pendulum swinging to the other side. But that's the way it's been for for the last few years, right? Like, we're trying to, like, listen, I'm all about equality, right? Yeah. I'm all about it. The problem is we're trying to over one overcomplicate how we're going to achieve equality. Yep. But we're also overcompensating for the equality issues. The fact that the fact that there's schools out there that want to take the name Abraham Lincoln and George Washington off their schools, they're American people that got us to where we are. Were they perfect? No. But in their time, that's the way it was. Well, so to that point, let's. Let's take that and put it with any other. Um, the chat is going off right now. Yeah. Any other facet of life. So you say because uh, they weren't exactly the greatest people in the world. At the time, what they were doing was fairly common. But if you took George Washington and put him in today's society, he wouldn't make it a fucking week. No. He'd be a bastardized asshole. Yeah. But for the time, he wasn't the worst guy in the world. So let's just say Babe Ruth should come out of the Baseball Hall of Fame and we should not talk about him when we talk about the greatest home run hitters of all time, because Babe Ruth today isn't in shape enough to play baseball. His bat doesn't have the technology that the bats have today. Babe Ruth cannot play in today's league. I could hit a ball probably about as well as Babe Ruth today because, you know, I got technology on my side. So, is that a fair argument? No. Is it a fair analogy? No. You don't think it's fair analogy? Like, oh no, no. I no. I agree with you. Yeah. That that what they're doing is they're trying to like bastardize these people that when when they were alive, that was the world that they lived in. And right. I'm all about that. We've made progress, right? And equality is a good thing, right? Right. We've understand our wrongs, but you shouldn't crucify these people. These, I'm American fucking heroes. Whether you like it, whatever Abraham Lincoln's motives were, right to free the slaves, he fucking freed them. Well, not only that, let's let's any of those guys who we consider the like the patriots, the founding fathers, if they didn't do what they did for America, never mind their personal lives. If they didn't do what they did for America, you wouldn't be able to have a fucking opinion, anyways. Yeah. You can't say that without Ankara fabric, math is racist if Abraham Lincoln isn't the fucking president at some point. As long as you're not Tommy McDonald. Except, yeah, you get banned if you're Tommy McDonald. 
so back to the Ankara fabric, teaching math concepts, uh, such as like area and percentages. It goes on to say, but if the problem told students to use wood or an object that does not have cultural relevance, this would be considered upholding white supremacy. Do you remember the wooden blocks that you used for math? Yeah, or they were little plastic ones. Yeah, little cubes, and then they had the Do you know why you remember those? Because your teacher's racist. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Bastards. To be more culturally inclusive, teachers must adapt homework policies to fit the needs of students of color. Nobody's arguing that point. That's a great point. Teachers are also asked to identify and challenge the ways that math is used to uphold capitalist, imperialist, and racist views. Sure. If you see a problem, say something. I don't disagree with that at all. And I'm not even making fun of the person who wrote this article. I'm agreeing and disagreeing with different points. Uh, the instructional material also suggests teachers expose students to examples of people who have used math as a form of resistance. Not going to lie. Don't know what that last sentence means. That's the last sentence of the article. I, uh, I clicked on this. So I, I read a different article about uh, math being racist the other day. A completely different argument, which I actually almost wholeheartedly agree with. We're not going to get into it because it would get super confusing because we just covered this one. Maybe on Sunday we can talk about it. I talked to Mason about it, and uh, he was like, oh, fuck, man, when you started? I was like, this is going south. But Mason also partially agreed. Like, no, there is a lot of logic. This is not you putting your best foot forward, this article. how Listen, how can math be racist? It's numbers. On Sunday, it will make some sense. Um, it really will. I promise you. You may not agree wholeheartedly. But listen, you mean to tell me it's not the math problem; it's the system of math education. I don't want to get into it because, again, we'll cross streets about that and Common we saw Core bullshit. No, fuck Common Core. Let's go. Let's That's read some saying. of this that feedback. That shit's racist. Um, After the kangaroo comment from Erica. There was a comedian. Uh, Mason said there was a comedian that said uh, that said tests are racist because there was a math problem that used uh, parakeets instead of just saying birds, and there are no parakeets in the hood. <laughs> what the fuck? I like it. Uh, so sometimes work with students, teachers. Erica said. Yeah, Erica said sometimes I work with students, teachers where showing their work is necessary in the class. Some people ask. Why does the student need to show it, it, it if they know it? Yeah. yeah, Erica, the times where it's necessary to show your work in math class is because you're a racist. Go ahead. Um, damn, I can't get this scrolling. All right, you're you're just scrolling back and forth. At this yeah, point. but the problem is, man, I can't. This little blue thing is gonna fuck it all up, and we won't be able to see what this is. That is right there. Yeah, but I think they're... Mason, oh, yeah. oh, my God. Mason said, I'll write you a letter to explain it to you, but I will only write it in cursive. So I said that. I realized this article at, on my lunch break today, and I said to Mason, I said, it's almost like them saying we no longer need cursive, like everybody should just start printing, let's get rid of cursive, was like a foot in the door. Yeah. Right? You know, not that they called cursive handwriting racist, but let's be fair, it obviously is. Um <laughs> It was really like, hey, let's let's start here. Let's take this portion of the education away. 
Um, and this is not where I would have expected it to turn to don't show your work in math class. That's crazy. And uh, in Common Core math, don't they show way more fucking work? Like so you go around your ass to get to your elbow in Common Core. So like Erica said, so Erica had a good point here. But what about teaching following directions? Sometimes it might be just following directions, not necessarily, uh, necessarily showing their work. Erica. You're racist. Yeah. When do you need to follow directions as an adult? You're setting these kids up for failure. We don't have things like traffic signs or traffic signals. We don't have laws that we need to abide by. Stop being racist. Fuck. I figured out. Dude, your wife is a hateful, hateful woman. It's coming out tonight. Yeah, I know. Uh, I figured, well, Pat, I mean, this just goes with what you said about her last night on the Twitch stream. Do you want to share with everybody what you said about my wife? Yeah, you said, at least I've only been married once and it lasted longer than the wedding, which is funny because your sex doesn't last longer than a sneeze. Second, what the fuck does that do anything? I said, <laughs> I said, that's because your wife was the only dumb enough woman for you to find that would actually marry you. Yeah. And you then screenshot that conversation and sent it to your fucking wife. Yeah. You rat bastard. And to which look. I replied, hashtag not bald, he has a rat tail. <laughs> Cocksucker. Name of the show is Rattail. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I wrote two comments. Uh, Eric, we saw I go back up. Uh, sorry, my mother. She's social skills. She's right. And Mason figured out how uh, math is racist. Two plus two equals, e- equals, equals for her. Oh, my God. Tom, you're killing me. For Fuhrer. Fuhrer? Like Hitler. He was the Fuhrer. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so Mason that doing some true. quick uh, new, new math. Not to be confused with new math. We all know new math sucks. It's called Common Core. Mason's evolved into new, new math, which is less racist. Common Common Core. Two plus two equals Fuhrer. And I think if we if we really like break down, if like when you're doing long division with the weird upside down, like sideways L and you carry the one, uh, that is less racist. You're right, Mason. Thanks, Mason. Thanks for joining the show. We appreciate you. Hashtag three. Hashtag three. All right. Um, wow. I hope that bit was as funny as it seemed. We're, t- we're totally out to fucking rails today. Listen, I got to do this grandma gears today. All right. So we're going to have to cut everything else out of the show, but let's go. Let's fucking do it. Um, well, hey, we just have more shit for next episode. And we won't do the ground my gears next episode. That works out perfect. Oh, I wanted to do these definitions so bad, but they can wait. Oh, we can do them. The ground my gears isn't going to take that long. I just want to vent a little bit about this certain situation. All right. But we're going to use Erica's car pooper in the next one. We got the Dunkin' Dozen. We got the Chick-fil-A good news. We we could do something after we talk about what's on the next show. So we'll do right now. We're going to do ground my gears. We'll do your grind your gears. Yeah. We'll do the next episode. And then we'll come back. We'll do the three definitions. Dunzo. Okay. Sounds good. My legs are tangling off the edge A stomach full of pills didn't work again I put a bullet in my head and I'm gone, 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 gone Alright Pat, you want to know what grinds my gears? Well, I already told you what grinds my gears But today we lost a, uh, I guess you would call him an icon in, in politics, I guess Depends on your circle Yeah, depends on your circle, I guess um, But Rush Limbaugh passed away today He was battling stage 4 lung cancer um, and passed away today. He had, uh, he had it for about a year before he passed away. Um, Can't, hold on, before you move on, because I'll find humor in anything. When I read the fucking headline the first time, I thought it said Rush Limbaugh passed away after a 70-year battle with cancer. And I was like, God damn, how old was he? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, Fuck me. So, Pat, I was thinking about this on my way home because I, I was scrolling Facebook today at my lunch and I saw somebody post something. Um, I wasn't on Twitter. Like, I'm a Facebook guy, not really so much a Twitter guy, even though go follow us on Twitter at number nine pod um, or follow us on Facebook, number nine with Tommy Podcast. Um, and the amount of people that are just talking shit about this guy. Yep. That, and so. And I, like we try not to get too political, right? I, I think it's very obvious that I'm more uh, Republican than Democrat. Pat kind of shoots it down the middle. Libertarian, I think, baby. I think he he leans right, but kind of gets swayed left too. So he's right down the middle. Um, but I think we can both agree that there's a that there's a specific side that since uh, they were elected into office has preached nothing but unity. Right. And coming together. So this guy is a conservative icon in America for the last 30 plus years. Right. And there are people praising the fact that he's dead. Um, to your grandma gears point, we did not have a conversation about this before the show. Correct. No, I did. However, screenshot several, uh, Twitter posts about Rush Limbaugh dying completely unrelated. When you said, again, when you said I have a grind my gears, I thought it was going to be about my friends emailing in, even though they don't listen to the podcast. I had no idea that you even knew that Rush Limbaugh had passed away or who the fuck Rush Limbaugh was. I don't know what you know. You yeah. know what I mean? No, um, to be honest with you, I, I, I'll tell you this right now. I've never listened to a Rush Limbaugh show. Uh, the only reason I know who he is is because while I was watching the State of the Union last year, uh, President Trump presented him with the Presidential Medal of Honor. Um, so that's how I know who he is. And from there, like I learned a little bit about him, but I've never listened to one of his shows ever. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Um, so I'm going to read a few of the tweets that were offered up by uh, your fellow Americans. Uh, remember, these tweets are in reaction to the death of a human being. Rush Limbaugh died. Right-wingers on Twitter are heaping praise on him. I challenge you to read the things he said about minorities, black people, gay people, women, sexual consent, torture, climate, even the January 6th attack, and find things to praise in there. I challenge you. Man's not in his hole yet, and you're already just, like, his legacy's fucked. Uh, it was four days into a long into a week-long break from Twitter, but Limbaugh dying felt like a necessary moment to reemerge. My sincerest condolences go out to Hell's other residents who now have to deal with being associated with him. Rush Limbaugh was one of the most harmful and poisonous people in modern United States of America. His pursuit of wealth and power hurt untold numbers of people and wrought incalculable damage to politics as a public good, society as a whole, and the planet itself. Whether, new tweet. Whether you loved him or hated him, and there are very few people in between, Rush Limbaugh was indisputable, indisputably a force of historic proportions. Over the past three decades, he did as much to polarize our topic, our politics, as anyone, and laid the groundwork for Trump and Trumpism. Now, mind you, when Trump first announced that he was going to run, Rush Limbaugh hated it and actually developed a very strong relationship with him. So, not really true. Right. Rush Limbaugh has passed on, but worry not. His memory lives on through bigots everywhere. Because 
if you like Rush Limbaugh or do math, you're racist. Just to be clear. I was just like, no matter what, man, if you are a Republican... I'm going to start making a list of the things that make me a racist. It, like, this is a fucked a, up list. This is a guaranteed fact. If you are a Republican, you're racist. I think if you have a heartbeat, you're racist at this point. Well, not unless you're praising the death of another human being. That, well, that's true. That's how you get immunity from racism. Okay. Uh, rotten hell is what Twitter decided to put right below the Rush Limbaugh trend. Conservative radio host and author Rush Limbaugh has died at the age of 70. Fox News reports. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was a coward and a white supremacist. He aggressively and cynically exploited divisions in our country by weaponizing hatred and bigotry for his own personal gain. He was in service to his own greed, prejudice, and hypocrisy, and that is how history will remember him. If Rush Limbaugh deserves credit for anything, it's his pioneering work in spreading disinformation and directly enabling our nation's current state of vast distrust of experts and spurning of good faith in the public discourse. He will not be missed by rational adults. Okay. Hold on. My personal favorite. You should have said who these who tweeted this shit. Ah, uh, my bad. Well, my personal favorite comes from Scott Shapiro, who said, I wouldn't say I was happy that Rush Limbaugh died. It's more like euphoria. That's a big word, Pat. I don't know what that means. Uh, almost like he was high on Rush Limbaugh's death. It was so good that it was euphoric. So, see, this is my problem. These guys orgasming to Rush Limbaugh's 70-year-old dead, cancer-ridden body. So this is my problem, right? There's a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that none of these people are perpetuating hate like he did. Yeah. Um, Racists. Hypocrites. Um, so this is my problem, right? I have, <laughs> Spell it. Euphoria. <laughs> um, I have a, a friend that passed away of cancer, had a long, long battle with it, lung cancer. Um, he was so that, probably racist. Yeah, he probably was. Definitely a Republican. Um, that's part of what bothers me about it, right? Because when you see a person that has lung cancer uh, and you go through that battle, and then to talk shit about that person's life, whether you love them or hate them, it doesn't fucking matter. He's a fucking human being. How about this? You know what I mean? He's not Hitler. He's not... Uh, Saddam Hussein, he's not fucking bin Laden. He's not he wasn't a terrorist. He never killed a human being. He spoke his opinion. How about <sighs> Since when is it wrong to have a fucking opinion, Pat? When someone dies, my expectation would be tease and peace to the family. Yeah. All over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instacart. Facebox, whatever the fuck you go on. Yeah. You're like, hey, we support you. We've lost people too. We get it. It hurts. These people have zero. Never mind Rush Limbaugh. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not his friend. We didn't hang out. I never sipped coffee with Rush Limbaugh. So his death doesn't personally affect me in any way. Yeah, exactly. So I have two choices. If I'm going to say something, I can say something kind or I can state my opinion like a pretentious piece of shit. Racist. Um, why not say it's too bad for his family or, you know, like, uh, he meant so much to so many. That's not untrue. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if he meant so much to the grand wizard of the fucking KKK. He still meant so much to so many is such a nice message to send. 
Erica said, how does it make them better people to speak ill of someone, even if they thought they were evil people? Are these the same people who preach to be positive and kind? They are. They are positive. They want to see this kind of person die of cancer. Yeah. Like, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm almost willing to go back through all these motherfuckers' tweets, right? Yeah. And see if when he announced that he had cancer, if they said anything like fucked up about him, like, oh, thank God he has cancer. No, these motherfuckers weren't talking when he was alive. No. You want to, yeah. That makes them even bigger pieces of shit. I think that's very cowardly. Because you won't fucking say it to his face, and now that he's dead and can't fucking uh, debate you about whatever your differences are. So I heard this on the news today. This is the epitome of kicking someone while they're down. Yeah, literally. Um, I heard this on the news today, and I told I told you this before we started the show that so Rush Limbaugh, somebody tweeted that he hated homosexuals or gays or LGBTQ. Um. Was very good friends with Elton John, even though they had different political views. So that just shows you what kind of person he really was. He was willing to put his views of his political views aside and be friends with someone. And clearly, he doesn't hate LBGQ community people, whatever you guys call them. I think even even if he does have a distaste for, uh, we'll call it the entire minority uh like every minority ever. Yeah. I think it's obvious that he and Elton John can get together and do some math homework and be racist together. And they found that common ground. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's an easy one. So anyway, that's what fucking grinds. I'm all fucking hopped up. now. Erica said keyboard warriors. It's true, but it's so much bigger than that, man, because this is such a hateful fucking message to send. And we can t- I will say this every time we see it. We see these precedents, right? Okay, so this side um, protested or rioted because they felt there was a just reason, whether I agree with that reason or not. And in this case, we know that I did. But I also said I fear the backlash because now protesting or rioting will be the answer when you're not happy. And we've seen that. They have gotten to a point where it is a constant thing. It's a constant headline. Right. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen when the next popular, well-known Democratic political figure dies? You don't think the Republicans are going to fucking have a field day with that? Do you want me to this answer that question? This is a horrible precedent. Do, do you really want me to answer that? You're going to say they won't. I believe you're wrong. OK. Time will tell. You, you know what? <laughs> Remember you said Saturday Night Live wouldn't tell you make fun of Biden? On the weekend update because they're all Democrats. Yeah. They have ripped by the dude. They have some of the funniest. I keep meaning to send you the videos. They're fucking hilarious. They're ripping Biden to shreds. I guarantee you this. Nancy Pelosi has one foot in the grave and the other on banana peel. If by looking at her, I have no idea what her like her actual health is. Right. But she looks fucking shot. That's from years of doing math homework and just being a hateful racist now. Well, she's a Democrat. Of course she's racist. Um, when she passes away. Right, she's one of the most hated Democratic leaders. I get Hillary Clinton when she passed away. There's going to be a lot of memes about emails, but I don't think anybody's going to say we're happy to see that she's dead. I would, I would bank on like the ding dong, the witch is dead all day. I really would because the the line has been drawn. When when your people die, I, we I think, think it's funny. When our people die, I think you people, think it's funny. I think people yeah. will. I do not think that Republican leaders will. 
Well, I mean, do we have Democratic leaders making fun of this man for dying? Some of those people that you did are, like, political figures. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, that's the fucked up part. Yeah. Is that they're willing to go to that extreme and talk about what a horrible fucking human this guy was and never... He had his own demons, like like he battled with addiction and things like that. Right. There's tons of fucking people that deal with that. Right. That, That makes him a horrible person. Or because of his opinion, didn't match your opinion, that makes him a horrible person. It just really fucking grinds my gears back. Well, not and only that, dude. They're saying, in America... You're not you, allowed to have a fucking opinion. Where you have freedom of speech... Unless you're Tom McDonald. And an opinion. Unless you're Tom McDonald. Unless you're Tom McDonald. And apparently, number nine with Tommy Podcast. Uh, if I don't agree with your opinion... Or your freedom of speech, your First Amendment. I anxiously await the day you die so that I can attack you while you're in your grave. <coughs> That's a beautiful message to send to the kids. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Mason's a son up here. We'll end this segment with this because this is going to be a funny one, I think, too. Uh, he said he just saw this on Facebook. And uh, is Joe Biden to blame for the snow in Texas just as Trump was? For the fires in California. Well, no, because Joe Biden's not a Republican and he's not a racist. <coughs> Mason, I did not I detect a slight amount of sarcasm, and I think we both know that there were two main causes, other outside of obviously like the power grid not being connected. Um, and that is algebra and geometry. Obviously caused the snow in Texas, also racism. Yes, racism, major contributor. Um, I, I get that you were trying to be funny, but let's let's call a spade a spade. Racism comes solely from mathematics. If we stop doing math, the world will be a loving place. Yes. <laughs> no more two plus two equals furfur. 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 Tom I, calls Hitler furfur. Should we name the show <laughs> name the show furfur f u r f u r? I don't think that we should now. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. Alrighty. Uh, Erica says I think it was all trigonometry. F- Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, shapes and all that. Excellent point. All right, so coming up on the next show, are we going to do the... Erica, when I go upstairs, remind me, to, remind me to privately tell you what my response to that was. Huh? What is snow, if not the racism of the weather? That's a valid point, Mason. Trying to turn all Texas white like that. <laughs> Uh, All right. uh, so coming up on the next show, uh, Pat apparently has a very special guest. Probably not going to happen. Tom, um, you reading off the screen right now proves you're homophobic. Thanks, man. Reading off a computer screen makes you homophobic. You heard it here first. First, when you see that article come out and they say reading computer screens proves that you're homophobic, remember, I Nostradamus that shit. And we're breaking news here on the Number 9 with Tommy Podcast. Goddamn right. Um, we're going to do a movie review, or we're going to have the Niners do a movie review. Is yeah, that- so we're going to take some time, you and I, we're going to talk about some movies that we think the- just got a serious Chubby. whole palm thigh rub right over where the staple injury is from last week. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I came like you were driving a staple right into my thigh. Nice. Erica said, it's only briefly white. Once we start interacting with the snow, it turns all different colors. Brown, yellow, gray. Snow, that is. 
It's beautiful, Erica. That's beautiful. It's poetry. Unfortunately, writing poetry means you hate amputees. That is, uh, that is an age-old fact. That's the fucking article we're going to read on Sunday. Jesus Christ. I used to work with a guy named Dom, only had uh, nine and a half fingers. And he is going to be so upset to hear Erica write poems. That's um, tough. That's anyway. a sad day on the Never Night of Tommy. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get together and have them review a movie that we don't think that they've ever seen. Or maybe they have seen. Um, I would say a movie that most people haven't seen. Okay. And then we're going to encourage them to write us some feedback. And we're going to give you a movie that we think you're going to fucking love. We're not going to That's right. fucking Washington your asses. It's not going right. to be It's not going to be no fucking uh, I Am Legend. Erica says, I give that a half thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> the amputee hatred continues to pour out of your wife. Uh, the racist teacher. More vocabulary guessing game, which we're going to do right after this. That's right, baby. And uh, a new Would You Rather from Patrick. I'm so excited for this fucking vocabulary guessing game. Before we get into that, right, this movie review thing just caught me, right? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about, I've been meaning to ask you about this, Yeah. and I keep forgetting. You know how work does a weekly email? Yeah. And we've been doing the movie review thing yeah. for that? You think they got that from Number Nine Time Podcast? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, the receptionist that, uh, like, legitimately just calls me and is like, I need you to do this because I don't have enough feedback yet. Uh, is somebody who knows very much about the a suspicious amount about the number nine with Tommy podcast and will call me in like after the peanut butter and jelly video, just called me and is like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm just sitting here. She's like, did you already go on lunch? I'm like, yeah. She's like, did you have peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> I'm like, All right. So she definitely watched the video. <laughs> nice. So it's possible. Uh, well, if you're not following us on, if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You know what I mean? Anyway, Pat, let's hear these vocabulary words. Hold on. Before we do that, before we close out the show with the vocabulary. Oh, you just did what's next on the uh, next episode. Jesus Christ. I had a whole conversation about it. I was there. Yeah, I want to throw this out there, too. We're up to 41 subscribers on the tube. Yep. If we get to 50... It's time for you and I to do a punishment by ourselves together as well. Tom, I don't know if you know this, but setting goals like that where we rely on other people's like uh, loyalty or subscriptions, it, uh, it means you beat women. You're, uh, you're a woman beater, Tom. Well, you see my wife, right? You don't just set goals publicly. At That's least... something you do in the privacy of your own home. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, since like the 30s, 40s, it's really not acceptable. You've seen Erica every other one, every other Monday. She Erica's has a black had, eye. Erica's had more black guys than you care to discuss. Black guys, yeah, sure. Black guys, black guys, yeah, dark eye. Oh, oh, Jesus! I thought you meant black guys. Oh, she does way too much math. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, you know, we really shouldn't make such light of it. Racism is a real fucking problem. Yes, but. Let's, let's approach racism from, like, a loving, understanding, caring fucking place instead of just pointing fingers all the fucking time. And when pointing fingers at each other doesn't work, we start pointing fingers at the most random shit we can think of. 
Well, and like I said, I think they're overcomplicating a simple, like, and I don't want to, like, I'm, I'm not downplaying this, right? It's not a simple solution or a simple problem. I'm, I disagree. There's a very simple solution to this. Just, you ready? This is for, this is from a man who does not read the book. Love your fucking neighbor. Yeah. That's it. I'm, listen, I, I agree with you. Right, like we've had, I'm pretty sure on this show that we have had that discussion. That it's so much easier. Just be kind to one another. It's keep, such a if simple you have concept. fucked up thoughts about somebody else, keep them in your own fucking head. Keep them off fucking Twitter. You fucking assholes. You know the it, easiest. If somebody was constantly negative or constantly um, uh, anti-pat, we'll say. You know, he said things about me behind my back or. Um, whatever. At worst, without you trying to cause physical harm, which then I would defend myself because that just makes sense. But if you're just talking or just hating me out loud or just working against me in general or flicking me off while you drive or whatever, at the very worst, I will ignore you. I will not allow you to be the source of my voice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit there and talk about you. What I will do um, is probably treat you better than ever. Because my goal at that point, I'm like, I'm like a gay dude hanging out with a straight dude. Like, I want to, I want to turn you. I want to turn a hateful person into a kind, loving person. I really do. So I can't do, I can't add hate to their hate and expect to get love. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we're not making light of the serious issue. I think we're overcomplicating the issue. I think we're throwing darts at a fucking dartboard at this point and just... (laughs) Mason, oh my god! Uh, I don't think you meant to agree with that, Erica. Oh god. Mason said, I never understood beating your wife. It's like keying your own car. To which Erica responded, I agree, Mason. I think Mason was trying to be funny. (laughs) That's a good point. Why would you beat your wife? It's like, uh, it's like knocking the windows out of your car. I, Why would I, you beat up your own shit? I agree that you should not beat your wife. I will say that. Yeah, we're Mason's... A fucking idea. Mason's acting like she's a possession. Yeah. Piece of shit. I agree with you, Mason. <laughs> Hit her in the stomach. Um, <laughs> Mason. All right, let's get to these words. Beating bro, your yeah. wife means that you also uh, speed. You're a speeder, Mason. You should, you should be in jail. You should speed too much. That's just facts of life. I'm going to keep coming with the facts of life. Tom, I, have, I'm, I got to turn away from you and the camera. Here, so I'll get you one better. So that Ready? you cannot see what's coming across my screen. Giggity. Tom. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Tom, I'm going to hit you with three words or phrases. I am not going to use them in a sentence or give you the definition. I want you to tell me. The definition. If you can't, I want you to take your best guess. If that guess is incorrect, I will then use the word in a sentence. Then I will give you the opportunity to tell me what it is or give your best guess. And if you can't, I will give you the definition of the word. Got it. Tom, your first word is pank. P-A-N-K. Pank. You want the definition? Yes. To pank is to uh, 
put a Cleveland steamer on your wife's chest. Tom, you are closer than you think. Uh, I will give you the word in a sentence or two. Why are you taking so long in there? I'm having a pank panking. I'm having a pank panking. Yep. Hard shit. I mean, it's hard shit. You're getting very close. Tom, to pank is to wank and poo simultaneously, also known as poopsturbating. Oh, well, why don't you just say poopsturbating? Having a pank. I like it. It's pretty. It's almost like uh, I like it, Blumkin, but without a partner. Yeah, well, and it's not oral. It's correct. But I like it. Woof. If you could give yourself Blumkin on the toilet, would you do it? Fuck no. Yeah, there's better places to do it. Yeah, I'd like rather you. almost drown in the shower doing it than do it on the toilet. Yeah, I've smelled my shit. It's not pleasant from a distance. I don't want to do a close up. Yeah. All right, Tom. Fudgy crinkles. Your word is fudgy crinkles. See, that's where the shit gets in her wrinkles. Again, Tom, you are incredibly close. Ooh, let me get this again. Okay. It's where you're doing angle or anal and poop gets in like the creases of your genitalia. Tom, you're one for two. Fudgy crinkles. Nice. In a sentence. Pedro had fudgy crinkles on his penis after having anal sex with the neighborhood hooker. Nice. The foreskin on a penis caked or crusted with poop after anal sex. Nice. Fudgy crinkles. I fucking nailed it. You didn't you, think I was going to get any of these, did you? You can bank that fudgy crinkles has become a part of my vocabulary <laughs> moving forward. Tom. Mason said, oh Tom said, or Mason said, no, not a possession, just beating someone else's wife. That's fantastic. Mason is... Uh, Mason, you're no longer allowed over my house. Thanks. Welcome at my house. I don't have a wife. I'm looking at that camera like, hey, Mason, since you're on that camera, you're welcome over my house. I don't have a wife. Okay. Tom, I'm going to give you the word. Your word. Number three. The tiebreaker. Sasquatch. Sasquatch? Sasquatch. That's where... Okay. Can I ask one question? I will tell you this. When I read you the word in a sentence, you will immediately know what it is. Well, so here's my thing, right? I'm going to ask, is it gender specific? No. No. It's when a male or a female has a ginormous uh, genitalia. That was close. I'll use it in a sentence, (laughs) which already has me laughing. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Tom, Sasquatch. My trimmer is broken, and I've got serious Sasquatch. When your uh, down under hair is grown out of control. That is correct. The definition of Sasquatch, (laughs) when an unkempt bush begins to grow down your thighs. Sasquatch. Tom, I had a great time playing uh, the vocabulary game with you. I did, too. I really thought that you were going to come with some, like, real words. And not like uh, no, I wouldn't like try to humiliate you. Oh, good. Well, because three times on this episode today, it's uh, I, I don't know what that means. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything you want to say, Pat? I say good day.